Praise the Lord, my brothers and my sisters. We thank God for the day. You thank God for another opportunity to freely come and share the word of God, to unfold his promises, to uplift his people, and to remain connected with him. The Bible says, I will keep thee in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee. We have to keep our minds stayed upon Jesus Christ in this, this hour that we find ourselves living in with so many other things trying to graft our attention and distract us from staying focused, from staying uh, uh, unmovable, uh, from uh, always abounding in the work of the Lord to allow him to accomplish the fullness of what he has ordained for our lives and in our lives. Hallelujah. Well, today we want to talk a little bit about the highway of the upright. Now it is exactly as it seems. We know that a highway is a means of traveling. And it is a means of traveling quickly. There are speed limits on the highway. There are boundaries on the highway. There are assigned lanes on the highway for those to travel at the rate that is comfortable for them. There are exits to get off of the highway. And there are entrances to enter the highway. Hallelujah. We got speed lanes, which is called the fast lane. And we have slow lanes. Yes, there is a speed limit. We thank God. The highway of the upright. We know the upright are those that are upright in Christ Jesus. He is our righteousness. It is not our behavior. It is not our denomination. It is not our pastor. It is not even our zeal after the things of God, but not according to knowledge that we have this uprightness. This uprightness was bestowed upon us because of the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yes, the highway of the upright. Let us go to Proverbs 16, 16, 17, and 18. Proverbs 16th chapter, 16th verse, 17th verse, and 18th verse. We know written by the awesome man of God, Solomon, who was once firmly planted in the will, the word, and the way of God, but lost his way. He gave his heart, he gave his mind to strange women, and they begin to lead him down a path in which he could not return, the path of idolatry, worshiping false gods and other gods, betraying the heart and the love of the God who had given him above and beyond anything he could ask, think, or imagine. Verse 16, 16. How much better is it to get wisdom than go? That's probably a question very few people that have ever existed can answer, yet it's right here in the book, and it is instruction for you and I. God has brought it to our hearing. God has brought it to our attention. We know, go back in Proverbs chapter 4, he said, wisdom is the principal thing, and all thy getting, get an understanding. Here he says, how much better is it to get wisdom than gold? We know with gold, we can go sell it. We can trade it in. We can barter it and we can get some money and we can go get a car, a house, a, a mansion, some clothes. We can uh, do many, many things with it. But yet right here in the very book of life, we are told how much better is it to get wisdom than gold? But will we take heed to it and seek God's wisdom? Or will we continue to stay in the rat race and seek the gold of the earth? just remaining mortal men and never arriving into the place of sons. That's why the Bible tells us in the book of Romans, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you got to be led by the Spirit to know that wisdom is much better than gold. 
If you're just in your carnal mind with your PhD, with your lust for things of the world, you're never not only not going to know this, you're not going to believe it and you're not going to receive it because you are stuck in the ways of the world, in the wisdom of the world. He finishes that verse by saying, and to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver. You see, notice he used the word chosen, not called. He said, many are called, but few are chosen. So when you've been chosen, you've been activated. Hallelujah. You've been accepted in the family of the beloved. You've been given access to divine revelation. You've cast to the side and in the trash can your sense of reason and reasoning. Your fear and your doubt are no more because you know you have a sound mind. Hallelujah. A sound mind. And in that sound mind, it has been renewed to seek sound principles, which are divine principles, divine principles of your heavenly father, traveling upon the highway of the upright. And to get understanding, rather to be chosen than silver. And we know understanding in the book of Proverbs shows itself as understanding of the holy, the holy things of God, the holy word of God, the holy principles of God, just an opportunity to continue to walk with God and to allow him to take you into greener pastures, to lead you beside the still waters. Yes, to be able to go in and out from God and find pasture, to be able to survive in the day of famine. Verse 17 says, The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. The highway of the upright. The means by which the pilgrims and the strangers of this world travel through they remain on the highway of the upright. They operate in the principles of the just. They bask in the love and the light of God. They seek his will. They hunger and thirst after his righteousness, knowing that they shall be filled because only he can fill them. And as a result of this filling, they abide in the congregation of the righteous. Not the congregation of the church. Mm -mm. Not the congregation of Christians. Mm -mm. Not the congregation of believers. No, no. No. Mm -mm. We're talking about spiritual connection, spiritual promotion. We're talking about basking in God's presence. Where he calls you up to travel on this highway above the masses, outside of the multitude, because you've been chosen. You see, when you've been chosen, you have chosen behavior. He said, you shall know them by their fruit. There are many people who want you to believe they're believers, but they keep falling down and keep making the same mistakes because they're not fully persuaded. They've not yet fallen in love with God. They love him, but they've not fallen in love. Do you know the difference? So you can love somebody and still cheat on them and, and, and dip on them and talk to them crazy and do some stuff because that love you have is a natural love. It is a carnal love. It is a feeling. And when the feeling is gone, so is your commitment. But we're talking about that agate love, that agape love, that fide love, that philo love. Yeah, phileo love. I'm sorry. Those are ancient terms for love. Those love go down into the joints and the marrow. 
into the spirit and the soul. They're in the in-depthness of where you are that your obeyer obeys because you really love him. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, meaning you will walk in my order. Yes, you will allow me to shape you to stay in that order. You will travel only on the highway of the upright. And is in this place you will depart from evil. Because the highway of the upright travels over the darkness. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's like flying in the clouds. When you get in the clouds, sometimes on an airplane, it'll storm. But the airplanes are equipped to be able to travel over the storms in the name of Jesus. You don't have to fly through them long. You can rise to a place where you're traveling over and it's just as peaceful. The sun is still out. The clouds are just as white. They're floating along. You're in another stratosphere. You're in another realm. All of the trouble that's going on beneath you is just that. It's beneath you. It's the same way when you make up your mind. Hallelujah. And surrender it all to Jesus. The highway of the upright shall depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. See, you can't keep your way. You can't keep the church's way. You can't keep the religious way. You can't keep the world's way. Proverbs 14, 12, 16, and 25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof, the end thereof are the ways of death. There are many ways, many ways that people will recommend and have recommended and will continue to, but they end badly. It is only in keeping God's way do you preserve your soul for eternity that you will be certain to be with him in paradise, that you will receive your just reward. And then here comes the warning that we've all heard and that we know to be true. We've probably all experienced it multiple times in our life. And unfortunately, some of us who are in the family of God who continue to be disobedient children are still experiencing it. And the consequences of our decisions, it says in verse 18, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. You know, pride is simply thinking more of yourself than you ought to. It is exalting yourself above others, above situations, above God's word, believing that you're God and you're in control, doing the exact same thing Lucifer did before he was cast out of heaven. That's what pride does. It puffeth up. It makes you think you're something that you're not. You take credit for things that you didn't do that the grace of God has done for you. They may have happened through you, but God did it. But you pump yourself up to believe that you deserve to be worshipped. You deserve to be applauded. You deserve to be acknowledged. And when those things don't happen, your flesh act out. It gets ugly. It gets riotous. It gets rude. It gets vulgar. It beats its chest like King Kong. Hallelujah. Like Godzilla, it shakes its tail and knocks buildings down and cracks the earth open. This is what pride will do in a man or a woman. Hallelujah. Pride goeth before destruction destruction very powerful word when something is destroyed it is taken from one form of being to another form of being it will go from being whole to being completely broken into countless pieces it will be like the tale of Humpty Dumpty who sat on the wall and Humpty Dumpty who had a great fall and all the king horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. That's what your pride does. That's what our pride does. That's what the pride of mankind does. It turns you into Humpty Dumpty. 
having a great fall. And no government, no lawyer, no entertainer, no athlete, no one, mama or daddy, can put you back together again once you exit the highway of the upright, which is God telling us also in the book of Luke, when he says, Luke 9 and 62, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. It is the same principle. It is the same expectation. It is the same commandment. Stay on the highway of the upright. Continue going in the direction in which I have pointed you. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Your best days can be ahead of you. I've ordained it. I've subdued. I've corralled all of your enemies. The way is clear. Fear not. Fear not, God says. Be strong and of a good courage, as he told Joshua. Fear not. Hallelujah. He says in the second part of verse 18, says, And a haughty spirit before fall. An uplifted spirit, an exalted spirit, a spirit that sees itself as perfect, as the creme a la creme, as Prince Charming, as the Queen Bee, as there's no one like me in the earth. And that is indeed true. But you must acknowledge why there's no one like you in the earth. You give God the glory. And that all that is being accomplished in your life is only because of his grace and his mercy and his love for you. And that you've surrendered your life to be on the highway of the upright. Because the Bible says in Psalm 75, 6 and 7, that promotion cometh not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He put it down one and set it up another. God puts you on the highway of the upright. God elevates you in this wicked world we live in. And he doesn't put you there because you deserve to be there. He puts you there. So you can tell the world that he did it. Don't depart from the highway of the upright, my brothers and my sisters. Wisdom is better than gold. And being chosen by God and receiving his loving favor is better than silver. Yes, it is. Because those things are eternal. Those things will attract silver and gold to you. Those things will make men give into your bosom. If you've never been last, you can never be first. I'm going to say it again. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. It is a required position to receive the wisdom of God, the possessions of God, and to maintain the presence of God is to become dependent upon him, to experience the rejection, the loneliness, the scorn, the false accusation of the people in this land so that your heavenly father and elder brother in Jesus Christ can come and abide with you and make their humble abode in your temple in Jesus name. Don't depart from the highway of the upright. Amen.